What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Effing Terrible Podcast. As always, I'm Effing Terrible, and it is Thursday Night Football. And as promised, we have Florida Steve. What's up, Florida Steve? What's up, Don? Oh, we got that figured out. All right. Uh, I've been looking forward to this all day long because I'm almost 81% sure we're going to pick the same three guys. I don't think so. I wouldn't be shocked if we have at least 50% of the same guys. So, okay. So I'm going to say I don't think so because I don't know if you struggled with this concept or not, but I did. What concept is that? You know, we're talking about the greatest of all time. Well, part of me has a problem saying this guy's the greatest of all time just statistically you know, or this guy's better than this guy statistically. I didn't see some of the greats. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I totally agree with you. So So, I will open up by saying that I saw all of these guys play. So did I. I I Yeah, I base it solely on what I've witnessed, not not history. Agreed. Again, and that's why I – and I assumed you were going to do that because I – I I mean, I understand, and it goes back to, like, the GOAT argument for basketball. And, you know, you're like, well, look at Jordan's rings and go, well, if you're looking at rings, look at Russell. Well, I never looked at Russell. Right, right, exactly. I don't know Russell. Yeah, and, I mean, from what I understand, he didn't do what Jordan did. So, I mean, but that's the point. It's like, I didn't see it. So the eye test, for me, means a lot. Yeah, agreed. So that being said, um. I did you want to go three, two, one honorable mention? I think we do honorable mentions. Let's get them out of the way. Okay. And then well, we can go into our three. Great. Okay, I'm in. I'm in for that. And um uh the floor is yours. I feel like you should go first. So uh let me hear your honorable mention. My honorable mention purely for longevity. And production is Julius Peppers. Okay. All right. So we are already not going to match on that. That's great. But okay. I thought about him a lot. I love him. I loved him in Carolina. I loved him in college. I loved him on the Bears. I love him to this day. The dude's an awesome guy. Always has fun. Destroys people. Huge human being. And never stops moving. From the Mm -hmm. first play of a game to the end of the game. And he played 266 games. Yeah, and he is now fourth. That's a huge number. Fourth on the all-time official sack leader. Yes. 266 fifth. games, though. Fifth if you go unofficial. Okay. 266 right. games, though. That's a lot of games to get those numbers. I'm not mm-hmm. diminishing it. I'm not diminishing it. All I'm saying is that's why he's there. Longevity. I mean, if you're starting, if you're grabbing a defensive end, you can't go wrong with him. Because you have him forever. 16 years. Yeah, that's insane. I know. It's uh, I, 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 I kicked him around because of just pure numbers. Like, yeah, he's up there. But yeah. he kind of, it, it almost for me, 
rings kind of Emmett Smithy. You know what I mean no. by that? No, I don't because I I I'm an Emmett Smith lover. And I think Emmett Smith is a completely underrated running back by people who hate Dallas. I, 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 I love what he did with Dallas, but I feel like he just hung around to grab numbers. Oh, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, his last year, yeah, in Arizona was terrible. Yeah, but it was awful. So was Arizona. So was Arizona. Yeah, agreed. By the way, while we're talking about the Arizona Cardinals, congratulations to that little man out there in Arizona for grabbing his bag. Good for you. Kyler your, Murray. You got money. Like, money. He can Scrooge McDuck all day long. It won't take as much cash because he's a little guy, but good for you, buddy. Get out, get it while you can. Yeah. You know who that you know who the happiest person in the world is today? Who's that? Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lamar Jackson just goes, Oh, thank you, Arizona. Yeah. Good for thing they don't prorate paychecks by height. Yeah, thank thank you, Arizona, for making my payday. Oh, my. I totally agree because yeah. Kyler has done shit compared to Lamar. Yeah. And Lamar is much bigger. By the way, another side note, Lamar put some weight on. He don't look so skinny. He's got not, he doesn't have that Chet Holmgren look to him anymore. He got a little weight on him. We'll get we'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. So, all right. We got so now, receivers. What's that? We got to get him some receivers. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if they went out and did something like that? Yeah, he's made, he made Hollywood Brown look like a, a superstar. He did. Yards. He did. And I already told you earlier today when we were talking, I think they're going to have a running game. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to have a year. But we're getting sidetracked, as we usually do. So uh, I totally like your pick. I do. I think for the honorable mention, uh, we went different routes because I get why that – why Julius Pepper is not in your top three. I get that totally. But I went a completely different direction on why I picked my guy. And when I say his name, I think you'll understand why. Because while having good stats, which he's got good stats, um, they are not the greatest of stats. If I were to tell you that he was a six-time All-Pro, a seven-time Pro Bowler, he was a defensive player of the year. But I loved him for something completely different. And I am talking about my honorable mention, Warren Sapp. <laughs> I love me some Warren Sapp. I love the attitude. I love the gamesmanship. I love the talk. I love the captain camaraderie. Le- like all of the things he brought to the table. Everything about him made him more than he was. And not to say that you can't really, like, you don't want to shake a stick at his, like, his entire career. He's got numbers, not, you know, where all the other guys I'm going to talk about are. But we picked honorable mention or, you know, I just, I love. And, I mean, I had other guys I was thinking about, you know, John Randall, Richard Dent, Robert Mathis, like these guys. And I just kept coming back to Warren Sapp and couldn't let him go. So I had to do it. I had to. I, I I love it. I love the uh, I love that man. I love that pick. I love it so much so that he's tied for my number three spot. <laughs> Great! I knew something like this happened. Okay. He, so now, <laughs> he, I I could not. I was going. I actually, if I'm going to be honest, I deliberated about three guys in my number three spot, and one of them you mentioned his name, John Randall. Yeah. 
John Randall was a beast. Monster. Yeah, 137 sacks in 219 games. And he stopped the run, and he was a monster, and he intimidated people, and he was a beast. Yep. Warren Sapp did all those same things. He yep. stopped the run. Yep. Got sacks. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't supposed to be a sack guy. He still got him. You know, he's going to stop the run. That's primary goal as an interior lineman. And then you get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He did it. He did it 96 times. 198 games. And Here's we the- had, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. And we had at a young age a front row look twice a year at John Randall. Absolutely. So, so. here's here's who who I think would be in my number three spot, but I didn't want you to be like, oh come on, man. That's biased. Okay. I had in my number three spot DeMarcus Ware. Really? Same amount of games as Reggie White. Okay. 60 less sacks. He had 138 sacks in 178 games. Mm-hmm. Didn't miss a lot of time. Always showed up. Never an issue on the field. Never an issue off the field. A staple. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with him. No, he's a staple. He's and a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and, and the thing is, it's weird for me because I did think about when you talk about all of the guys, when you take, you know, your number top 10 of them, you know, and they're all really high up, you know, they're they're a dominant sack provider. But there's so much more to that position. You know, like when you think of like massive defensive, no, like nose tackles or just defensive tackles that stop the run. Yeah, that completely altered the way that teams attack that defense. Yeah, and it's it's not something you can a hundred percent measure, you know. And you like you think of like guys nowadays, and I don't know that they'll go down in history, but like your big guys, like um, what's his name, Haloti Nada. Oh yeah, like like guys like that who are absolute monsters that stop up the line. And I mean, I'm not a Bears fan, but their defensive line, their no, their tackles that they had, that they, they just got rid of. What's his nuts? Eddie Goldman. That, he yeah. retired. Yeah. Another monster that uh, will uh, never uh, end up that guy. Hero. He had no stats. He just did his job. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a shame. But like, yeah, that's why I think why we both jumped off at D line. We're like, all right, let's open the door with this. Because when you start getting to other positions, I mean, there are no unsung heroes. When you start talking about defensive backs and linebackers, you're talking about just game changers. So, all right. I, but I do like, I, I do think highly of DeMarcus Ware. That's a, that's well, a cool, that's a good man. That's good. Yeah. That's good people. Good pick. Yeah. And the only reason I didn't do it is for obvious reasons. I didn't want the Cowboys bias to come in. Oh, well, I mean, you can be biased. That's the great thing about a podcast is this, you, you know, one's paying your checks yet. You know, like, that's true. That's, that's true. A, I, I like, I could have, I could have picked fucking three guys that no one likes at all. and been like, fight me. Yeah, right, exactly. Oh, and we should probably preface this by saying we are two drunk morons who have opinions, mm-hmm. not necessarily correct ones. Oh, no. I mean, I'll yeah. argue you until the cows come home. Right. Even if I'm wrong. Right, exactly. So there, are, there are probably people out there going, are you, are you serious right now? Like, those are stupid. That's okay. You can feel that way. Because you know- a week from now, I might feel the same way. And you know what the great thing is? And I say this at the end of every podcast. Effing terrible 13 at yahoo.com. Email me. 
email me and tell us how fucking stupid we are, and I can send you a link, and all three of us can argue this shit out. Like yes, adults or like well, like, no children, like, like children. large children. Yes, I mean, come on, let's be honest. Yeah, we're gonna argue. Children. Yeah. Okay, so I, I, I like that one, and I don't know how this will be a real interesting idea how we go from here because I, I, I want to see you respond from here. Okay. Before I say this, do you have any active players on your list? I have one. Okay, so I think it's that's got to be the same guy then. Yeah, it most likely is. Aaron Donald. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this guy absolutely. is a fucking freak. He's he's the most dominant person I've I I personally as an adult who can appreciate it, you know, as a kid, I watched dominant players I could necessarily appreciate them and understand it. Uh, but Aaron Donald, I've watched his entire career, and he's a different human being. It's not normal. It's he's not he's not of this world. Nope. He, he's you a ever, special player. Have you ever seen the barstool interview with him and DK Metcalf? No. It's epic. So DK Metcalf's in a room with a uh, big cat, and they're doing an interview, and they're talking about like being big and like physique wise and everything like that. And they're talking for a little while. And previously in the, the, the interview, they asked DK what he benches. And I want to say he's like 325 or something like 375, something in the threes, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a monster. Yeah, he's a big, monster. big dude. And like he looks it, right? So then Aaron Donald walks in, they dab up, like shake hands. And then Aaron Donald sits down and they start talking to him. And they're joking. It's a really funny interview. And then they ask him, like, hey, man, so uh, we asked DK. Now we have to ask you, like, what do you bench? And he leans in, super chill, and goes, five. And they're like, wait a minute, what? He's like, yeah, five. And they go, 500? He's like, yeah. And then DK just leans and goes, can I change my answer? (laughs) Dude, it ain't right, dude. The guy is an absolute anomaly. Yeah. Am I correct? I I might just be making this up. Didn't didn't Aaron Donald do – like the 225 at the combine, like, like 400 times. Like, didn't he set the record <laughs> or something? I, I will, you know what? I, I'm not positive how many times he did it or if it was the record. We'll have to have our fact checkers look that up. But I, yeah. I believe, I believe he was like, he set a record or like he did some just number that doesn't make, doesn't compute. Okay. So I, I, I don't know what his was, but the record is 51 times by Justin Ernest. Of Eastern Kentucky in 1999. So let me pull up the actual records, and it's got the list. Looks like there's a list. So it's um. So this us Justin Ernest guy's 51. Stephen Paya is 49. Oh, Mike Kaluta uh, going on down, going on down. I do not see him. He's Vita Vea was the last one on this list at 41. Okay. So those then are the I, records. Then I made it up. And that's a uh, oh, Aaron Donald did it 35 times. Okay, so 35. Yeah, but he's but now he's benching 500. Yeah, he did 225 35 times. That and is, I, I wonder if at that point he stopped because he already knew. Like, what's the point? I don't know. I'm Aaron Donald. A, yeah. He's a freak. Uh, oh, God bless the man. For sure. So, yeah, that's my note. I mean, I, I can hit you with all the stats, but I think everybody knows. No, he's, I, 
Here, here's the thing. I, I think we do this. Um, I think we do this same exact podcast at the end of his career, and he's oh. he's my nut. He'll he'll be number one. I, I I think. I don't know that to be sure. You know, anything can happen, but uh, it, it, it's possible. It, it's, it's actually possible. Super possible because, like, if you're thinking about it right now. So I was looking at it because I was super curious for the active sacks leaders. So Aaron Donald has 98, 98 in six years. So, you know, so you got to figure the longevity of it is everyone's averaging it. Like you have guys that are playing around 10 or 11 years. So you figure he's going to have four or five more years. You got to figure he's going to get close to Bruce Smith. Like maybe not get all the way to two hundred, but then again he might. I I, I don't know. I mean, because two hundred sacks is a lot. So he's I mean he's a hundred and two away, with you know let's say. But I mean the thing is is with his 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 physique, maybe he does play twelve years. Yeah, that could I don't be. Know. That could he's be. So I just want to I want to do this for for the sake of doing it. Um, h- hold on. I'm gonna. I just want this to load fully so I can give you the correct. So I just want to run through. Yeah, I'm here. I just want to run through the list. Uh, I just want to run through the 12 teams that passed on oh. Aaron Donald. Oh, number one, Houston with Jadavian Clowney because oh. he had, because he had that one big hit. Oh God! It was, it was one of the greatest hits of all time. And it was against Michigan, so I loved it. Against, it. against Michigan, St. Louis tackle Greg Robinson. Ooh. Here's one for you. Number three, Jacksonville. Who'd they take? Quarterback. Blake Bortles? Blake Bortles. Just bought a house not too far from me. <laughs> he's, he's also trying to sell you used cars, too, right? <laughs> you know, he played last year. He, he was in the league last year. Yeah, but he's trying to sell you. Then he's trying to sell you insurance, then. No, Buffalo, number four. Aaron Rodgers' new receiver, Sammy Watkins. Oh, my God. Now, here's one that makes sense. Oakland took Khalil Mack. Good pick. Okay. Okay. Fantastic pick. That took Jake Matthews. Probably a good pick for them. Mm. Tampa Bay took Mike Evans. That's working cool. out. That's, yeah, that's working out. Bad. Cleveland took Justin Gilbert. Defensive back. Good luck. Who? Uh-huh. <laughs> Minnesota took Anthony Barr. Here's your Detroit Lions. Oh, shit. Who, who did the Detroit Lions take over Aaron Donald? Mm, give me the position. Tight end. Oh, no. Um, Eric Ebron. Oh. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Tennessee took Taylor Luan. Luan? Yeah, yeah the, the, the tackle. The tackle. He, does, yep. he does a great podcast, by the way, now. Does he? Yeah, Taylor. I believe he does a really good like the, yeah, him and a couple other offensive linemen do a good one. And the giant, the Giants took o, o, OBJ. Okay, well, I mean, you take that because yeah. I mean, if they so, didn't fuck it up, yeah, exactly. So there's only one, two, three. I'm gonna say three guys that should, depending on the order of this thing, should have went in front of Aaron Donald. And I don't think Houston made the right decision with Jadavian Clowney. No, they absolutely did not. You're, you know, no. I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not good. 
And here, I'm, and here's a here's a kicker for just before we get off this draft. Here's a kicker for you. Who sat right behind St. Louis? Oh no! Your Chicago Bears. Who'd they take? Kyle Fuller. No. So I, I mean, you didn't you didn't trade up one spot to go get Aaron Donald or trade up with the Giants since you knew they weren't going there, dude. We can you didn't do, make a move. I would like to do an entire podcast about what you think the top five dumbest fucking things those, that team has done so far in the, in our lifetime. Just oh, I lifetimes. would love, I would love to do that podcast. Because off the top of my head, without even going back, I could give you five bonehead things they've done. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, but we're getting off task again. So and I love uh, doing that. Yeah. A A A A Ron Donald is my number three. You're number three or number two? That's my number three. Oh, yeah. So that was my number three. Well, that so was my it, number two. And that so was we covered two. that. So, so we yeah. kind of covered that. So now I'm on to my number two. Okay. So I'm, I'm nervous about your number two because I don't, I don't want it to be who, who I think you're going to say. But I'm going to sit here and I'm going to listen. So my number two is Bruce Smith. Okay. That's fine. So here's – okay, because you can sit here and everyone on the planet knows – that Bruce Smith leads the whole NFL all time in sacks. Yep. And again, when you start talking about stuff like the immeasurables or like the other aspects of it, like things like that, here's the one that I that I looked at. So you they don't show you like how you know, the run stopping or the leadership or any of the other stuff. But here's one that I loved. So as much as we are not Bear fans. And I'm going out on a limb here, but who would be one of your favorite defensive bears that's not a linebacker? Give me like a, I don't know, I really know how to word it, but he's, maybe I'm wrong. He's one of my favorite defensive players on the bears that I actually liked. Of all time? Yeah. Uh, I'll probably be a lot different from you because I I don't go super far back watching them because when I was a kid, I didn't care about them. Okay. I didn't really get into them until I was in college because it was the thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would, me personally, one of my favorite defensive players is Alex Brown. Okay, well, so we're not too far away from each other. Okay. Most exciting for me, I love, I love, and I think he revolutionized the game. Is Peanut? Peanut. Oh, Tillman. oh, oh! I'm. I, I, I thought you said defensive lineman. No, Peanut is a top three player of all time for me. Yeah, okay, so that's I should have been more clear. Okay, and the reason yes. for that is, he, and again, revolutionizing the sport, the for peanut sure. punch. Peanut punch, which and do you know is, is, do you know that's, a, that's against the rules of football? Sure. In the rule book of football, you cannot punch a ball out of a player's hand. Well, I mean, he's going nope. to tackle him. Uh-uh. It's it. No, he doesn't. No. I'm telling you what he what he made famous is an illegal football action because he's not punching it. He's tackling him with his arms and it hits the ball. <laughs> no, go watch. He's his just go, lucky. Go watch his highlights. That dude punches balls anyway. OK, so that being said, force fumbles, force fumbles. Yep. And. He should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, agreed. And Bruce Smith. 43 forced fumbles in history in his career, which is, is huge. Yeah, for it's sure. It's another 
it's another one of those measurables that you have to look at. So again, I'm, I'm, I I'm don't know if you guys use statmuse.com, which is fucking awesome. Uh, but the funny thing is, when you look at this, the top of those, so he has, he has, when you're looking at those, he's 43 force fumbles. You're looking at Peanut Tillman right ahead of him. You know who the top two on that list are? Well, number two on that list is? Force fumbles? Yeah, number two on force fumbles ever. Most force fumbles in, in history. He's number two. Uh, he's your guy. History. He's your guy. You already, Mark he's Swear? Your, 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 no, your honorable mention. Mark Swear. Oh, Julius Peppers. Julius, Julius Peppers, Peppers has number two. Yeah. He's, he's got 51 in Mathis. 52. Robert, yeah, 50 Mathis has 50. Robert Mathis has 52. Uh, okay. I thought Julius Peppers did as well, but. Yeah, I'm just going. Well, I mean, it could be close. It's, I mean, I'm going by statmuse.com is what I use. These are with these guys. Are 52. Oh, well, they might be better. We're splitting hairs. Yeah, so, but I just think it's one of the reasons. And then, obviously, you know, <laughs> the the guy has 200 sacks in his career. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, what, what else do you got to say? I mean, obviously, he's not my number one, but the force fumbles matter to me. Yeah. So, Bruce, Bruce Smith, I really only kind of paid attention to, I don't want to say towards the end of his career, but... I didn't pay a lot of attention. Like again, like again, like I said, I didn't watch a ton of sports when I was young, really young, because I was play. I'd rather play them. I didn't. I I wasn't into it. I didn't get into it until a little bit later in life. So Bruce Smith, I recognize, and I know him from the playoffs because the Bills and the Cowboys in the nineties mm-hmm. were the two teams. Yep. So you knew who Bruce Smith was. You play. You used him in Tecmo Bowl. Oh, he, yeah. he was a he was a beast. Speaking of Tecmo Bowl, here's another honorable mention. Howie Long. Howie Long was a beast. Yeah, the numbers when I was going through all this, man, his numbers yeah. really stuck up. They really, yeah. they really held up. Yeah. He's yeah. not he, just he, a terrible actor who played in the movie Broken Arrow. He's a real guy. Yeah. There, there's a podcast for you right there. Oh. Athletes and movies. Athletes and movies. No, do you go the absolute worst ever? Or do you want the best ever? Like the Wilt Chamberlain I, being a karate guy? Me, For me, personally, those are the same thing. Oh, that's a good point. Those are the same thing. And my number one is number one, <laughs> not even close. Like, I don't think we need to do a podcast about it, but it's not even close. I'm trying to run it through my head. What do you got? Give it to me. Brian Bosworth, Stone Cold. Oh, you're so fucking right. Yep. You're such so a, fucking such right. An awesomely bad movie. It's great. It I watched is. that movie probably a hundred times when I was a kid. Easily. I thought it was so cool. God forgives the Brotherhood doesn't, brother. Yep. He had the motorcycle with the skull with the flowing mullet off the back of it. With the pet iguana he feeds a fucking shake to every morning. That's right. Jeez, dude. Here's a quick side note because we always do this. We get sidetracked and it's great. I live in Northwest Indiana and I buy memorabilia and cards and I sell that shit and I also stock it in my basement. I got walls of footballs and jerseys and shit like that. And I came across on Facebook Marketplace and I we have a our listener, listenership is growing daily. All right. And if this guy's out there, fuck you, dude. 
<laughs> I found a life-size, a legitimate, legit Seattle Seahawks helmet autographed by Brian Bosworth. Like, a whole thing, legit, logged, like, documented, a, a PSA, or a DNA, the, the JSA, I think it was. He's got all Not the paperwork DNA. for it. No, the, the PSA DNA, whatever, how they call it. But <laughs> this fucking guy. And he's got it up on Facebook Marketplace for 750 bucks. And I messaged him. I go, I got to tell you, I think you're a little high. He goes, I go, how long have you been trying to sell this? He goes, three years. I go, you're going to have to bring that price down, bro. I go, I would give you 250 bucks for it, which is already overpaying through the nose. For sure I'm is. pretty sure I could go find, I could get a, play, a plane and fly to wherever the fuck Brian Bosworth hangs out and get him to, like, I mean. Isn't he in Pepperville now? I have no idea, but I'm, I, I know I could get him to sign up he's for in the, he's, he's the sheriff in the Dr. Pepper commercials. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so I forgot all about that. But yeah. And this guy has not budged. And this has been over a year I've been working on this guy. Will not budge. Keeps re-updating okay, the Facebook fucking thing. Keep Will not budge I, on the price. I have a new message. I have a new uh, mission. Go. I will relentlessly hound this guy. <laughs> I will find him and I will rip his price apart. I will, <laughs> I will comment. I will message him and I will be relentless until you get that helmet. I would rather you relentlessly message Brian Bosworth every single day until he signed a helmet for me or came on our podcast. Well, I listen, man, he's still a big dude. Yeah, he can't hit you. <laughs> he's got to like, he'll be, they'll throw him right out of Pepperville. Yeah. The, so. the thing, the thing about Brian Bosworth that's so cool is that he, he kind of was a bust and he, his bulk. Well, I mean, he was, I mean, listen, he was a bust based on his height. Yeah. Right. I mean, he he was a. I mean, he was okay for if he if he didn't have the Boz hype. My favorite oh. thing about him, my favorite. This is why he's one of my favorite college football players of all time. And I probably shouldn't give this away because this is a beautiful podcast. He's one of my favorite college football players of all time because he was so smart that he sold Boz suck shirts outside of away games. <laughs> That's all right. I remember that story. Yeah. He sold shirts that said Boz sucks and made a boatload of money doing it. Good for him. What a great call. That's bef- that's like before players knew how to market. Wow. What a genius move. Yeah. Yeah. Genius move. Wow. I, like didn't, I, I, do I forgot all about that, really. Has anyone, has anyone fallen from grace like he did better? Like, has anyone been so hyped up and then not lived up to that hype and then came out pretty much unscathed? No. Like, people talk about Brian. I mean, we're talking about him right now. Like, what a great guy. Great college football player. Made an awesome, terrible movie. He's in funny commercials. You used him in Tecmo Bowl. He's unscathed. Yeah, it did not go bad for him. No, I mean, he's all right. And I'm over here just loving, desperately trying to get this man's helmet because I think, and I'm going to tell you right now, the friends that I have and the people that we talk to would walk into my house and be awestruck. They'd be like, is that a fucking Brian Bosworth autographed helmet? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And it would be the talk of the day. Yeah. For sure. Man, that would be awesome. That would be great. 
Oh, what a what a what I, I mean, we could just sit here and talk about them all day long. Yeah, but that's not what people came here for. No, it's not. Okay, let's continue on because uh, mine is number number two is Bruce Smith. So now we're on to your number one. So just to recap, just to recap our our three and two picks. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm now that I got the now that I got your blessing, effing terrible's blessing. I'm go, my number three is Demarcus Ware. I it, totally it, it, my, get it. Yeah. yeah. It is. It, he is. I, I love him. I love everything he did. I, I love him. My number two, Aaron Donald, hands down, probably will be number one at one point in his career. Mm-hmm. And yours was? Bruce Smith, number two. So I had Aaron Donald three, Bruce Smith two. Right. So I think both <laughs> – I don't think there's anybody who's going to say number one isn't Reggie White. Oh, it's always Reggie White. It's Reggie White. I mean – It's always Reggie White. Preacher, preach on, brother. I mean, yeah. the, the minister of defense. The minister. I mean, come on. The dude and was ridiculous. Leading into our one of our next podcasts, as I'm writing down all this one, we will do a top ten nicknames in sports. Oh, I love that. I Those love are that. Great. A hundred and ninety-eight sacks in 178 games. I, I, so here's the thing is I had a feeling we would match up on some things. And then I yeah. was like, man, I hope I can find up something to ask Steve about Reggie white. That will make him think for a second. And this is what I have for you. If Reggie white isn't playing for the green Bay Packers, does Brett Favre ever win a Super Bowl? ever? Does the way he played that year and the three sacks in the Super Bowl, yeah, do yeah. they win that Super Bowl that year without Reggie White? And does Brett Favre finish that whole career with no Super Bowls? I think there's an argument that says you are 100% right. I that's why I made I, that's my I, I'm going to argue that. I don't know that he does. Did they not also have – didn't um, – they had a special return uh, – special teams return for a kick, right? Yes, they did because uh, Reggie White boy... didn't win the Super Bowl or win the MVP. Right. It was uh, – Not was – Desmond, was it... wasn't Desmond Howard? It no. was Desmond Howard. Yep. Yeah. yeah, Desmond Howard. I was trying to think if it was uh, – I, I was torn between <laughs> – you'll kill me for this – I was torn between Michigan and Notre Dame. I knew it was one of their returners. Yikes! Yikes! Yeah. Hey, shout shout out! Props to <laughs> the Rocket. Love him. <laughs> there you go. I, I I have one of I have one of his uh, young cards. I love him. It's a card that's completely worthless, but I would never get rid of. I love the card. When I was a little kid, I loved it, and I hate Notre Dame. I know you do. But I love that card. I don't know why. There's something about it. it looks good. Well, I appreciate that you held on to that card because, you know. Hey, I'll make my, you a deal. If you come back to Florida, I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but. So just now, so I wanna... can... Go ahead. Just so I, I just pulled this up because I wanted to bring it up. There's When I'm looking at it, these are the things that come up for that Super Bowl. Superdome. Desmond Howard wins the MVP, even though. Reggie uh, White was. He had three sacks. Yeah. Reggie White was the MVP of that game. New England loses 
21 to 35, or Green Bay wins 35 to 21. And Luther Vandross sings the national anthem, and the Blues Brothers, James Brown, and ZZ Top are the halftime show. Which the Blues Brothers at a Green Bay Super Bowl doesn't make any sense. No, blow, well, I mean, obviously, you don't know that leading up to it, but I think comical. I think wonderful. I think it's right. great. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that was my argument. Is does Brett Favre actually win a Super Bowl if MV, uh, if Reggie's not on that team? There's an argument to be made that he doesn't. He doesn't. I was listening to um, Jacksonville Sports Radio today, and it was uh, Bart Scott. Bart Scott was, oh, it was amazing. He went in so hard on the Green Bay Packers, which goes uh, is a throwback to our last podcast about what a uh, historically renowned and glorified franchise who had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks for thirty years and won two Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. that's pathetic. It is sad. It's upsetting. That, that's pathetic. Yeah. That is that is as pathetic as living in Chicago my entire life as a Cubs fan and hating the White Sox. But in my lifetime, a major two major market teams have two World Series. That's mm. as pathetic. Yeah. You're I mean you're a major player. But to go to Green Bay, you had Hall of Fame quarterbacks for 30 years. Oh. And you have two Super Bowls, and I think we just determined you only have one of them because of Reggie White. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, you, you the argument... And a special teams play. Yeah, and a special teams play. You figure if you take Desmond Howard and Reggie White off that team, if Favre doesn't pull it off, and now what I want to do tonight when I get done with this is I want to go back and look at Brett, at uh, Aaron Rodgers' season when he won that Super Bowl, and I want to look around and see who fucking won it for him because I worry now. I worry there's we're poking I, a hole in the, in the in the universe. I'll think I think you'll find that he was pretty fantastic. He well, he, and the, you know what the worst part is? He's always a little fantastic. Like he even, always like, is. God, he's just the captain regular season. You know what I mean? Like he's. He's he is like I said he's a Tom Brady of the regular season. He he also is um, one of my favorite people of all time. I love that he doesn't give a shit. That's I what I love. Um, he's I got, enjoy that. He's got the Cutler factor. Mm-hmm. Where he's like I don't give a shit. Yeah, I do like him. When he grew his hair out mm-hmm. and slicked it back so he could be John Wick for Halloween. I he, he's did you see the story? That's a story that says I I want to be friends with you. Yeah. He do you see You're, he's he's dating a witch? Is is that why you got that tattoo? He's a witch. He he's dating a witch. Okay. okay I didn't know that. Witch. Her name is something like Sky Blue something or other. A witch, not stripper? No. No, no. I, like I, I, I could I could see why you would think stripper there. Um Yes. So he is dating girlfriend her girlfriend is blue denies that she identifies as a witch but it came out that she's a witch okay she's now coming out saying i deny that i ever identified as a witch 
but her name her okay so it also came out that her name is blue of earth and she shot that down saying that that's and that's not true her name is blue b-l-u not blue of the earth and i don't identify as a witch but her name is blue b-l-u i believe that b-l-u solidifies the fact she actually is a stripper there's more to this girl. We could do this all day. I, I did do a little look into it, but let's just give that's yet another podcast. I want to go through <laughs> your top five girlfriends. No, the top five guys in all of sports with the best rosters. Like in their history, not just okay. one girlfriend, but like the whole roster. You know, okay. you start thinking about names like DiMaggio. Like, is, didn't DiMaggio bang? I think there's, bang I think there's a, I think there's a, I think there's a Babe Ruth there. There's a Michael Jordan. There. There's only one. Oh, I, and are you getting ready to watch his? Uh, yes, I am. His ESPN. I think it, I think, it already, <laughs> already aired. I'm gonna try to catch the. Uh, I'm gonna try to catch the rear of it. Oh, the captain sure did know how to slay ass, didn't he? Yes, and you know what? He did it the right way. Classy. He wasn't stupid like Tiger Woods and got married at 25. He was like, listen, dude, I'm king of New York. I'm the I'm the Yankees all star shortstop. I'm not getting married. No, I'm going to do whatever I want with whoever I want unapologetically. And I'm like, I'm going to do it discreetly and I'm going to just do my thing. And he did. Yep, The goat. The greatest thing about Tiger Woods is it's just proof that if you tag enough Waffle House waitresses, you can play better golf. That's why none of us are good. We're not fucking enough Waffle House waitresses. My wife didn't have such a good job. <laughs> I know, right? I'd just be running around every Waffle House in this the whole country. No, no. Just... I would just make her go to the Waffle House and get a job. <laughs> <laughs> I love my wife. I don't want just, any other woman except my wife. <laughs> just teeing off, uh, teeing off you know, you know, 350 down the fairway. Tiger, how do you do it? Well, I went to Denny's last night. <laughs> oh, God, Tiger. Hey, oh, he's my favorite. Go, I I agree. Great great stories comes out of him. So a guy we didn't talk about, though, who I think deserves mentioning because I don't think he gets the recognition he should, is Dwight Freeney. Yeah, he was on a couple of lists I was talking about, too. He yeah, Robert Dwight, Mathis, Dwight, Dwight Freeney, Freeney is one of the forgotten great Great defensive lineman. And then another guy who was kind of up the DeMarcus Ware alley, if you think about it, in some ways, I don't think as good, but if you're thinking DeMarcus Ware style, John Abraham was another one. Yeah. Put together maybe not as good as DeMarcus Ware or not as long, but like good numbers every day, lots of games. Like John Abraham was a solid piece too. Yeah, but, I I think if you're, I think if you're building a team, the the guys we mentioned are going to be the first to go. Well, I'm going to tell you that's a completely different question, but I think the reason that we did what we did, and there's only one active guy that we talked about. If you're building a defensive unit or a defensive line right now, and you can pick any defensive lineman in history, I'm not taking Reggie White. I'm taking Aaron Donald. I'm sorry. And I know that how good Reggie White is, but I think Aaron Donald is of a different planet. 
Well, and, and you know, there's also there's always the argument of, you know, timelines. Yeah. Reggie White was the greatest of all time because he played when he played and he was who he was. Mm-hmm. If you move if you moved him to today's game, would he be as effective? Maybe. Maybe he was that good. Yeah, he but, had the talent. So you're, I mean, but you're absolutely right. right. Like the more training, more knowledge, more yeah. everything. More knowledge. So there's more, more science. More science. It's, yeah. it's that's the Michael Jordan, Bill Russell thing. Come on, man. You're telling me if Michael Jordan played back then, people people would be stopped on the floor watching him play. Exactly. And then the thing is, you if know. Michael Jordan played right now, you have guys that have played against him when he played going. There's guys that have played against Jordan and then had played in, you know, as younger kids against Jordan and then finished their career in this generation and do then there. And they've all said like Jordan dropped 50 on you every night. He's oh, just yeah. better. He wasn't right. He'd, well, he'd well, find yeah, a way because, to drop 50 on you every night. Yeah. Because the game has changed. You can't yeah. touch them. You can't yeah. touch them. Which is another one we could talk about the amount of free throws and all the bullshit. Like oh, it goes on and on. Right. But okay. Jordan, so... Jordan got his Jordan rules. Oh. The Jordan rules. Oh, he got man. his ass whooped. You couldn't you can't do that to LeBron. Yeah. I challenge anyone who's never watched, gone back and watched the YouTube highlights of the Pistons Bulls series and how oh, yeah. bad they beat the shit out of him. And then just watch the of, last dance. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. That there that's a perfect way to put it. And then instead of going out and like hiring all his best friends or building a super team, he grabbed his guys and goes, Get in the fucking gym. We're putting weight yep. on. Yep. And they did. So uh yeah, but we could do that another night too. So uh thank you guys again for joining it is uh thursday night football so let's just go back and rehash it we are going to be doing monday night football oddly enough monday and uh on mondays when it's monday night football we're breaking down the divisions as we get closer to football season uh monday night football this week is our afc south and then on monday night football as we wrap up our afc south breakdown and we add another team to our parlay so that we can make money for the, the, the podcast. We will let you know what the uh, Thursday night football is going to contain. Uh, I don't think we've decided yet. We may jump offense. We may continue defense. We'll let you know on uh, on Monday, I think. I think we'll just let them know. But, yeah, AFC South is what's upcoming. I can't wait for it. I can't either. So before we do leave, for all of our new listeners from TikTok, I hope you hung on all 46 minutes and 51 seconds because I am here to give you the information you've been waiting for. And said information is orange row four card one. Again, for my TikTok fans, orange row four card number one. So that being said, uh, again, like I said earlier, Steve and I would love to have you guys on. If you think our ideas and what we've said tonight was total horseshit, uh, email me at effingterrible13 at yahoo.com or go to effingterrible.com and you can subscribe and shoot me a direct message. Or you can hit us on any one of our social medias, although our TikTok is getting kind of out of control. So my direct messages on there are I get to them when I get to them, man. There's, you know, 7,800 people in my direct messages right now. So that's kind of hard. So I would try the, um, I would try the email or our, our actual website at effingterrible.com. So you got anything else for the night uh, for there, Florida, Steve? No, no, I what think a, we, 
covered a lot of work here. Yeah. What are you uh what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking bourbon. Which one? You what do you got going? Four roses. Nice. Yeah. I have found and located that seventeen ninety two. There you go. Uh and I bought the binnies out of it. I bought seven bottles because I can't find it anywhere else. Oh, it's so good. That's a yeah. that's a really good one. I do. I you do diver- uh, diversify though. Oh, I know. I do. I have a couple of four roses. I have the seventeen ninety two, and then uh, the same guy that turned me on to the bottle I sent to you is about to send me something else that is supposed to change the game for me. So once yeah, I we, get we, it and open we, it, we gotta get you. We gotta get you drinking either on the rocks or neat with no ginger ale. Oh no, we're, back, then, we're there now. I just do chipped ice oh. and chipped ice and bourbon. Oh, then you need to get down here because I have a bottle for you. Oh, I like that. So. All right, I think uh, we're we're delving off into another tangent, which we'll just have to do on the phone. Again, everybody, thank <laughs> you for checking in with us. Uh, follow us at at Effing Terrible on all of our social media, Effing Terrible Sports on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Also, head on over to EffingTerrible.com for all your merch, and we will see you Monday for Monday Night Football. Thanks, Steve. You got it, buddy. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows.